1: DMVR Draft Podcast in full bloom. Still looking over some of these 2023 draft classes, of course, after covering the AFC West. As always, with my guy Jake Schwanitz. An early happy Mother's Day to you all. And uh, yeah, man. So, Jakester, we've got an NFC South to break down this week. An interesting division, division that uh, obviously the Broncos trade the first round pick they'd gotten from Miami to the Saints for um, Sean Payton. So a smidge of a Broncos connection in this division, but it really seemed like the division where there's one team in the Carolina Panthers that this new ownership has tried to figure things out at quarterback and finally said, you know what? Screw it. We're going all in chips in the middle of the table, and we are going to go get Bryce young first overall pick. They come through with an interesting class, but the rest of the division and in particular, the Atlanta Falcons who load up on offensive playmakers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who yes, replace Brady with uh, Baker Mayfield and have Kyle Trask waiting in the wings just address the defense and kind of feel like high key candidates to be tanking and going after Caleb Williams who definitely felt like more of a factor in how teams drafted in 2023 than most future classes typically are and the New Orleans Saints could be a player in all of that so you know, I wanted to get into the twenty-four class, look ahead. It's kind of that time of year in the summer where yeah, we we look at some tape from the twenty-three class and go over what we might have missed, but you're also keeping an eye on who are the guys here that I'm looking at for twenty-four and the NFC South seemed like a perfect division to get into that greater topic. First off, how you doing, bro?
0: Fantastic, man. Uh, just looking through these depth charts before we started this show, what an interesting division we got. Um, interesting drafts, playmakers, quarterbacks first overall. Yeah. Uh, a wide range.
1: Yeah. some feels like a lot of fantasy candidates to talk about in this. If you're a big dynasty draft, the NFC South is one to look at. But um, am I reading this right, Jake? Do you think uh, Tampa Bay... And most importantly, Atlanta, their path is quarterback or bust in 2024.
0: Tampa Bay kind of screams it. I mean, even though there is still some talent on this roster overall.
1: Defensively, um, especially.
0: But yeah. Yeah. The two guys outside Atlanta, though. um, I mean, they're, I think, still searching for an identity. And that's kind of why you took Bajon Robinson, who is basically the best offensive player in the draft outside of quarterback. Right, Um, Didn't do much to help out this defense, though, which has been just a leaky wet paper bag for the last, since Dan Quinn's, I don't know, last two, three years, really.
1: I'm leaning into this identity that Art Smith, going back to the Falcons, already had established as like the Titans offensive coordinator and having Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, lots of RPO. They do have Desmond Ritter, who, you know, believe what you will is seen potentially fairly highly in that building and would fit that RPO scheme. Um, It works out at points for the Falcons last year with Marcus Mariota. They're like undefeated against the spread the first seven weeks. And then it all kind of fell apart. So at least establishing somewhat of an identity offensively, but Man, on the, I mean, this is also a team that has, you know, Drake London and Kyle Pitts, and is Desmond Ritter the guy to get him the ball? I'm just not sure, man.
0: I mean, they brought in Heineke too to back him up. That's not really a, an encouraging sign because we've seen that he's like the I don't even know who he's compared to. Not even below the Dalton line. He's like the the classic bridge quarterback, I guess, now at this point. Um, So there's really – tell that's telling kind of what they think about Desmond Ritter alone right there. Offensively, I mean, you do have Drake London, but, man, you got to find a way to get Kyle Pitts more involved too um to pick try that, and man. at least make that pick look like it wasn't a complete, like, bust really just in terms of positional mm-hmm. value. I mean, we talked about tight ends enough. Um, And then just secondary-wise, man – you have AJ Terrell. Um, you traded, didn't they trade for uh yeah, Okuda? So you have right. that you get Clark Phillips, a guy we like, but really after that, um the front is good. You got some names. How much does Clayus Campbell have left to give? Uh Bud Dupree, yeah. I guess, was solid last year, but the linebacking core, yeah. Eh.
1: I mean, geez, as you're reading off those names, it makes me think like uh they sound like a very coach prime outside in team building philosophy right.
0: for sure i mean especially starting in the secondary bringing jesse bates also so the secondary should be much improved this year um it's just yeah. a matter of actually controlling the game i guess affecting the passer stopping the run um and then offense man you gotta just they they were hard to watch last year they didn't really have anything going for them um lost kelvin ridley at some point too i think that was what for the season um, so they were just kind of screwed last year going into the season, anyways. Yeah, they you're tri- really hoping already. on, yeah, you're really hoping on Drake London to make a huge jump,
1: dude. You have to, and he's kind of that like jump ball, bigger wide receiver who you hope can get some yak. They add Mac Collins, who had a really nice little year, um, for the Raiders filling in. Let's get into this, man. Let's get into this draft then, um, and start that way team-building philosophy this offseason, I think we've kind of identified it. You're building from the outside in. You're leaning into this identity you have offensively um, as kind of like the Titans of the Deep South, I suppose. And, um yeah, I mean, is there anything else I'm missing here?
0: I mean, you're just really hinging your offense on – a guy to make a jump in his i guess second year as a pro and Drake London but then also Kyle Pitts and Bijan Robinson who you talk about tight end and running backs in terms of you know positional value and uh it's worth bringing up but uh these are some dynamic playmakers that if they can figure it out um this can be one of the more fun offenses i think to watch in the NFL so i think it's just kind of leaning into that versatility aspect of their offense with the Bijan pick really probably the only other thing i'd add
1: I mean, is that the other building block philosophy here? Is that like this team is set up to where they just need a quarterback? We have everything but a quarterback. Um, And then, I mean, there was a change on defense. Ryan Nielsen coming from the Saints, I believe. So um, a bit more of a philosophical change on that defensive front, getting bigger guys like Kaleos Campbell guys like um obviously Zach Harrison, who they draft really kind of fitting into that mold of just getting more length on the front. Um, You know, did they get better or worse this off season? Not really sure. I mean, I guess I'd suppose, I suppose I'd say better, but you right, hadn't, right. you
0: hadn't set a very high bar. So Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know. It's not tanking. I mean, when we get to Tampa, that's when you kind of actually, when you just look at what they're throwing out in quarterback, yeah. like at least it has like a backup plan in terms of uh, Taylor Heineke. If, if doesn't really, really doesn't, uh, I guess, hit that developmental curve in this off season and early in the first, I don't know, two months of next season. Right.
1: Yeah. And I mean, did they answer their most glaring issue? Not really. No. I mean, this defensive front, that offensive line. And as we've talked about a bunch, the quarterback still feel like pretty big question marks. Um, I mean, you're filling some holes. That's where like Matthew Bergeron comes right. into play. Right. Um,
0: Zach Harrison too on the edge. I mean, this is a guy that we talked yep. about towards like the top of the first round about a year ago, probably more than that too.
1: For sure. And I mean, any of those philosophical changes, they're great, but then you do worry about like an Ar- Arnold Ebakidi who they draft out of Penn State last year. Is he now kind of out of the mix, you know, because he's not right. one of these bigger length and strength? That's the problem when you kind of change philosophies ever so often. I mean, we've seen it with the Broncos constantly changing OC, constantly changing DC, back and forth from mm-hmm. a 3 4 to a 4 3, back and forth from zone to powers to zone to power on that offensive blocking. It's, uh, it's really one of the greatest hindrances to team building in a lot of ways is not being able to build a consistent identity and stick to that path. It's what's going to stand out to me to the NFC West who kind of, those are teams who kind of went away from some of their old identities. Like, you know um, now Sean McVay's drafting power blockers instead of zone blockers. And um, you know, the Seahawks are drafting man corners instead of zone cover three zone corners which is fine and all, but those philosophies usually allow you, and this is something like Bill Pullen talks about in his book about how they built the the bills and how they built the Colts, was they built the Colts by hiring Tony Dungy and having him implement his cover two Tampa two defense so they could find guys that fit that defense with lower draft picks and smaller contracts because those undersized guys that fit the cover two Could be found at less of a premium, and then they could dedicate all of their major resources to the offense to really build that thing up around Peyton and Edge, uh, you know, and so on and so forth. Um, And it feels like these teams that don't have those philosophies are losing some of that. You're losing some of that. Ability to like, hey, we know our scheme has us covered on this side of the ball, so we can lean into this kind of stuff. That's where I'm not necessarily seeing an identity. Um
0: and a long-term
1: plan, which is the next question on this for Atlanta.
0: Exactly. And that I mean, they didn't really have one before this yeah. new regime came and I can forget the GM's name um from New Orleans. Um, but when they brought in Arthur Smith last year. I mean, there was just so much – this team was nearly in cap hell because of the Matt Ryan contract. They had Julio Jones on a massive deal too. I'm not sure how much dead cap of that they're still eating. Um, so it's really just balancing the, like your books in terms of the salary oh. cap and everything um, and just trying to get back on track at this point. So that's when – you know, I look at this draft and it's kind of just like plugging holes. I mean, you get just the best offensive player in Bijan. Uh, you get under tackle. You get a pass rusher who can help. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all liked clark phillips i think but it's Love just him. really his size yep. that held him back but now he fits in basically as like a cornerback three or four mm-hmm. uh, we've got aj terrell okuda and hughes so there's some bigger corners there yeah um,
1: all guys with like crazy pedigree too that's three first rounders yeah. right
0: there yeah i um, mean it looks better the more i look at it i guess but um it's still you're kind of stretching to get there right
1: yep exactly i mean like Troy Anderson, Lorenzo Carner, Ebba Kitty, Mikhail Walker. That's not a terrible linebacker room. Like if two of those guys pop this, the like the starters on the depth chart on the offensive line aren't terrible. I don't look know that I love the too deep depth, Um, but you know, like one of the next questions is how did they do on premium positions? Look, running back's going to hurt you, but you do address the offensive line. You do address defensive end. You do address cornerback and another offensive lineman in the seventh round. Like you are hitting some of those premium positions. Um, Yeah, you're right. Like there are parts of this where it feels like maybe they're building this thing the right way. Maybe they are just one step away. You just need to hold on tight until you get through the 2024 off season. And then it's like, let's roll, you know, um, ready to go. What's the Jenga piece for this team before we give them a grade?
0: Man. Um, I honestly think it might be Bajan Robinson.
1: I know. I know it's I insane, mean, but I think it might be now Tyler Algier, Corderell Patterson, like this team ran the ball plenty right. well last year.
0: Yes. But,
1: but you it, drafted uh, him to
0: like transform your offense. hmm uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, defensively, A.J. Terrell is probably your best defensive player. Jesse Bates is a good one, too, even yeah. though he just came over in free agency. Um.
1: I kind of think Terrell Grady might Jarrett. be that guy. Grady yeah. Jarrett and Terrell kind of feel like they might be that guy. Yeah. One or the other. Um. I'll go first. I mean, it's it's pretty good value because you've got four top 60 guys uh Bergeron I wasn't so high on but three top 60 guys because of how high I was on Clark Phillips because of how high I was on Bijan I didn't hate Zach Harrison and Bergeron's not I mean if you're going to play him on at guard and you do have Jake Matthews at tackle um you know Caleb McGarry Chris Lindstrom like I think you you are able to put Bergeron on the inside I like that way better it's like a BB plus like for the picks that you had, you came away with the value you needed. It's similar to the Broncos draft. It's like, I feel like you ended up with one more premium prospect than you should have. It's four top hundred guys four projected uh, future starters. And uh, that's a pretty nice haul right there.
0: Yeah, I'm about the same. I think I got to go B minus just the little ding on the Bijan pick, just because he's a running back. I mean, I, I completely understand why he was drafted and I understand why running basket drafted in the first round, but um, I mean, he gets hurt and he's that's just a huge hole already in your offense. And um, I mean, we saw what happened with Javante here, of course, wishing Bajan well, not trying to put that on him. No, um, absolutely. Guys, and
1: like, a team that ran it well last year, right? Like, I mean, right. that's the thing, man. It's uh, yes. like he, and, and, Arthur Smith's scheme, great, run heavy, blah, blah, blah. He has to be more than Derrick Henry. He has to be like yes Marshall Falk, basically, Ladanian Tomlinson right. to justify this pick.
0: Exactly. I like the mid-round picks of Harrison and Clark Phillips a lot, though I think that yep. really helped out uh, their draft.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's move on to Carolina. They trade up to get that first overall pick. We've broken down the trade before. Um, we won't do that again just on pure value. Only five guys, um, and Bryce Young and Jonathan Mingo, one, two, are absolutely the highlights. After they lose DJ Moore, they kind of have to add another weapon and they go after a very intriguing, but at the same time, a guy who is never really a star in the SEC wide receiver. Um, mm-hmm team-building philosophy this offseason. It's more like adding a ton of veterans to this coaching staff and going all in on the quarterback. Yeah. Now you got to marry those two. Yeah. So at least there's that's very clear-cut, right? There's no debate there. Very clear-cut. You know, trade philosophies, how they maneuver on the board, it all comes down to that first overall pick and going all in on that. Trading away a young wide receiver and DJ Moore, who you would have had to pay or you'd already paid, um, all checks out. Got better or worse this off season?
0: Um, they got better. They got better. It's all about Bryce. Yeah,
1: Bryce um, stays healthy. Then, and they got
0: better. You lose DJ Moore, um, but you bring in a guy that I've always been a fan of and Adam Thielen uh, Visca really started to come on there kind of late in the year for them. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see what happens with Jonathan Mingo. I think they drafted Terrace Marshall to kind of try and do that a few years ago, go like be that day two pick that grows into yep. um, someone who can just step in as a starting wide receiver. That never really happened with him. So they're I trying mean, to get in with Mingo. That's go the ahead, Visca
1: man. path too, right? Right. Yeah. So you, you've got a few guys that fit
0: that mold right now. Even uh, DJ Chark. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, I mean, and it's intriguing what this offense could be. You know, you do have some guys on that line, Bradley Bozeman, E.K. who who, uh, you know, could, could kind of set an identity. Cam Irving, Taylor Moton, right. Tackle. They added Hayden Hurst and miles sanders in free agency like there's some pieces here offensively Um, at least
0: right and then under matt rule all they were doing was just building that defense i mean what was it two years ago the draft where they took just defensive players right so right it's like a defense that's kind of coming into its own um and you added uh von bell too so you had some veteran guys in the back end to kind of help out with jc horn jeremy chin dante jackson that's a pretty damn good secondary yeah it's a fast linebacking core Shaq thompson uh brian burns has proved he's kind of a beast in the league and then i like the front and what you have in uh Derek brown the your gross mottos um we'll see what shy tuttle can do there too yeah it's not bad
1: It's not terrible. It does feel like they're getting better. It feels like they were always kind of an off-season darling and then really disappointed. Maybe this season going a little under the radar and, like, in a very winnable South. Again, it's all about Bryce. Like, it's all about Bryce, man. And unlike a Jalen Hurts, unlike some of these other quarterbacks, Justin Fields, what have you, you're not going to be able to scheme, like, a bunch of quarterback runs and then just, like, expand... The playbook as he gets it no you gotta you gotta kind of go like just full pocket master here um and hopefully miles sanders can carry enough of the load to where you're you, you can bring him on um with the at- appropriate time did they answer their most glaring issue yeah it's bryce
0: mm-hmm. Yep. right um um I just think with Frank Reich coming in and just look at the players they added, like Miles Sanders bringing Austin Corbett from the Rams, I'm curious just how RPO heavy they're going to be this year because that's just something Frank Reich did a lot when he was back in Philadelphia, brought in Carson Wentz to Indianapolis, they tried to do that a lot there. Yeah, um, and I think that's kind of the recipe to really get in this movement. It's a very athletic and powerful offensive line too. It
1: is. So. It is. Yeah, it'd be a fun team to kind of see on the move doing all of that. Um, it's just there won't be many quarterback keepers. Um, premium positions they address that right. Quarterback, wide receiver, edge right off the bat. Bang, bang, bang. Offensive line. Wait to take a safety. Till the very end. Um, so what's the Jenga piece and what's your grade? Oh, man, Jenga piece. Are we going back to back? It's uh, the rookie day drafted in the first round is actually the Jenga
0: piece. Can't do quarterback though, Dre. We got to do... Oh, that's It's right. too easy. That's right. Good point. It's too easy. Man, I don't know. I'm between, I think, Brian Burns... Yeah. And E. Aquanu. just because you have a rookie quarterback and you kind of need that just solid offensive line.
1: Yeah. Both those are the route to go. I'm going to go a bit unconventional though. He's had some injuries and they just need some continuity to really turn him into a blue chipper and building block of this defense. JC Horn would be their Jenga piece. Like yep, for them to take that, that next step, he needs some sustainable continuity on the field.
0: What do you think of this draft, man? Um, I don't think it's that bad, honestly. And shoot, when we broke down the trade for Bre- or for the number one overall pick,
1: yeah, we liked whenever that, that was a month
0: or two ago. Yeah. I liked it. I didn't think they gave up too much, so I think this is an A, man. Go and get your guy. Where where they come down from? Was it ninth overall? Uh, um, yep, exactly. I love the I love the aggression. I I love it, man. This is what you're supposed to do.
1: Yeah, going aggressive, getting my number one quarterback and number one prospect, they could have screwed that up. There was a lot of like, oh, will they take, you know, Anthony Richardson or Will Levis? Nope, they do the right thing. They believe in Bryce, and they take Bryce. They address the premium positions. I just, after Bryce, I don't love any of these picks. Um You know, it's it's kind of like, eh. You did what you were supposed to. I don't know that you blew me away with anyone's selection. Jonathan Mingo, it's intriguing, slightly over a slight a slight reach for me, and I do worry that they already have some of those guys that are that same type. You know, um, DJ Johnson to me is one of the one of my least favorite top hundred picks um Chandler Zavala really athletic taste tested out of this world and you reunite him with Ike Mikwanu, which I think is fun he fits that identity really nice guard pickup from NC State a guy the Broncos had brought in for a visit and then Jamie Robinson if I'm not mistaken the practice player of the week on defense at the senior bowl classic kind of box safety um like he'll he'll find a home he'll find a home in in yeah. this defense he'll I will him He'll be useful. Five guys, all of which will be contributors. I'm just not blown away with who they ended up with in rounds two and three. So it's about a B minus. But, I mean, I think that going through that checklist makes that grade, it gives it so much more context because I think we really analyzed a lot of angles where Carolina did do a good job in this draft. Um, Jakester, we're going kind of long here, so we're going to take... A super quick break before we get the second end of this NFC South draft and then get to talk a little 2024, maybe even get into some draft props. You never know. But as you all know right now, abs, I mean, Nuggets on an amazing, amazing run. And there's no better place right now to get amazing deals on tickets for the nuggets, then game time, download that game time app where you can get incredible last minute deals, especially for the nuggets. It's almost been criminal. What kind of um, like great deals they are able to get. We've used them a bunch. We went on outings with the whole crew. We've got on smaller outings. Um, I've taken the family out a couple times and, you know, it's not just games. It's uh, anything. you Plays, musicals, what have you. Comedy shows, they got you covered. And when you use that code DNVR, you'll get $20 off your first purchase. It's an amazing deal. Just download that GameTime app and create an account and use that code DNVR. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem that code DNVR, especially right now to get in on Nuggets tickets last minute, get unbelievable prices for the playoffs. Check them out. Fill Ball Arena. Be part of this amazing run at game time with that code DNVR
0: been rainy and gloomy the last few days, Oof. but we all know that that Colorado sun is coming, man. It's going to be go. a very sunny summer. Be prepared with your Shady Rays. Shady Rays the independent sunglasses company with a world-class product, durable frames, extremely clear polarized optics, and every pair of their sunglasses are backed by lost and broken replacement programs. Uh, shady Rays has their entire collection available at the brand new location at the Park Meadows mall. You can also just go to shadyrays.com. when you're there, use the code DNVR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs of their Polarized sunglasses. So you can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people.
1: Nicely done. Um, Yeah. Let's get back to the South. Let's move on to the new Orleans saints who again, use that pick that the Broncos traded for Bradley Chubb and then traded to the saints to get Sean Payton. That becomes Brian Bercy. They really leaned into the tool but we don't quite know who they'll be defensive linemen to start things off. Um, felt very Sean Payton. It is Dennis Allen over there after all. So it's not like a ton has changed. Um, and yeah, just in general, an interesting offseason for these Saints who the big move is getting their car. Team-building philosophy this offseason? Um, anything stand out to you in particular, Jake?
0: Um, I guess just trying to keep on bowling with the blueprint that uh, Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton laid out, really. I mean, you add in Derek Carr, you've kept a lot of the same pieces on offense. You're getting Michael Thomas back. I know we've said that the last three years, but uh, he's coming back again. I right. uh, still have a bunch of those vets on the offensive line. Kamara's yep. still there. Um, You know, defensively, they kind of do the same thing, drafting a defensive lineman with that first-round pick. Mm-hmm. They've tried it a few times. Um, Peyton Turner, uh, Marcus Davenport, yep. those haven't really worked out. So now you go and get a pure pedigree guy, guy who was a five-star recruit, dominant as a freshman at Clemson. Um, A lot of the same pieces in the secondary, the same linebacking core. They're just trying to stick with this same philosophy, man.
1: Full-on team run it back. And that's why I thought they, too, kind of factor into this quarterback conversation because it's like, man, I mean – You can run it back, but I think you're also setting yourself up to be like, and if it doesn't work out to run it back, then we can just completely pivot, tank this thing, just start it over. But yeah, I mean, the foundation that was set by Sean Payton, still very much there in the trenches, as you mentioned, still a pretty strong team. And um, obviously they've added some really nice playmakers through the years. And that shows. So they just kind of stuck to the trenches. Four of their, or three of their first four picks are that. And that's kind of the philosophy that stands out to me. Did they get better or worse this offseason?
0: I think they slightly improved. And I think it just comes down to quarterback. I think you got a more solid option. I don't think you got a great improvement, though, honestly, over Jameis and Andy Dalton. Mm -hmm. Um, I, man, I'm telling you, I'm intrigued by Jake Hayner though. That fourth round pick sitting there. Um, we'll see.
1: I mean, if it was actually Sean Payton coaching the saints, he becomes really intriguing. He's got a live arm, man. It's just a matter of can he stay healthy and the fit in new Orleans is super intriguing because there are some breezy things he does. Mm -hmm. Like there's some drew breeze shit to his game. Um, did they answer their most glaring issue? It's kind of like, eh, yeah, a little bit of a John Elway off season, huh, Jake? <laughs> like, send <laughs> it back. We're holding steady. We're hoping this veteran quarterback solves our problems.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it, man. Um, you add Jake Hayner as a kind of I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I mean, they're all in on Derek Carr right now, and. It's a lot of the same targets, man. I like what they added in A.T. Perry, though, in this draft. Um, I right. think Kendra is a really, really intriguing option as well. proceed um, and uh, Foskey for those first two picks as well. Dude. I actually kind of like the draft. It's just, honestly, the quarterback is just making me question the ceiling of this team.
1: Yeah, honestly, you look at the team on paper, and it's kind of like, Egh. Like, I know a lot of these dudes can perform, it's just hard to believe a lot of these dudes will run it back and play some of their best football altogether this year. But yeah, you're right. I mean, philosophically, it's a nice draft. They they address a ton of premium positions. They go high upside at premium positions, which is never a bad way to go. Foskey, if you look at the RAS like um, comparison, is Marcus Davenport, but was... Had with a mid to early second rather than having a trade up into the top fifteen of the first round, so just maneuvering the board is uh is way better there so yeah, and I'm a bercy guy, you know, like say what you will. I'm a bercy guy. was I low on fosky? Yes, but I also saw the upside um. You know, like I was considering him for the Broncos. Like he was my 69th rated prospect. saldaveri lots of people liked him as a high upside. Um Small school offensive tackle. And then, yeah, I mean, Hayner, A.T. Perry on day three. Nice little haul, man. Um, So Jenga piece and let's give a final grade.
0: oh man okay um instantly i go to cameron jordan um but i mean i can't put michael thomas in there they played without him too often yeah can't really put Kamara in there they played without him too often um and i mean i'm not there yet but
1: right right olave is not a bad candidate honestly um with Kamara, I was just going to say, they've added Jamal Williams behind him and K. Andre Miller. So, you know, they've got a backup mm-hmm. plan. Could it be one of the tackles, Trevor Penninger, Ryan Ramchick?
0: No, I was going to throw Ramchek's name in there as well.
1: It's Cam Jordan, man. I think you're absolutely right. It's Cam yeah. Jordan or Marshawn Lattimore, but... I think I think Cam wins out. I'll go first on this one. It's a B. If I was a little higher on Saldaveri or K. Andre Miller, who it's not like I'm low on. I mean, if you put the TCU offense on K. Andre, always popped. Um, like he's got some size, and for that size, has some nice downhill speed and some shiftiness to mm-hmm. his game. Um and then Saldiveri, I'm just like I'm not sold on the length to be that de- developmental offensive tackle that everyone wants to make him out to be. And it's Old Dominion, you know that that tapes hard right. to factor in who who's he really playing against. Um, but if those two guys pop, it's going to be a lot better than a B. There's just a lot of implicit, yeah. Man, um... But I like it. You're drafting late first round. You got to take on some
0: risk. Exactly. Um, and that's kind of where I am. I'm at B plus. Um, I think the players are solid. I think they went on the riskier side of things in terms of the players they decided to pick. Yep. Um, and I think they're they'll be rewarded in some way. I don't see all of these guys busting out. I think you'll get some pop, at least one from, from uh Brissy or Fosky, I think, will pop in your front seven.
1: Yeah,
0: um, I think you'll get a weapon in either Kendra Miller or AT Perry. JT or Jake Hayner is a kind of a wild card. Yeah. Um. Who knows if that really works out? But I just love the player, so I got to go B plus.
1: Nice man, I like it. Um. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting class, and I will say about Fosky, like the other stuff that aren't rushing the passer, he does well, and he has the length, speed, does. strength, motor to presumably be coached up and be better rushing the passer and his production rushing the passer isn't bad um so like mm-hmm. you can get him there there's some really intriguing tools and bercy's just a matter of like can you get him back to fully healthy so he can be dominant he is a dominant exactly if you have that yep. um shit, I might go back and watch some Keandre Miller tape after this week and now after this talk <laughs> all right the box Face value, I hated this draft, man. Just Same. for my rankings, um, Kalijah Kansi wasn't a top 100 prospect. And I have gone back and rewatched him. He's so interesting uh, because he's super undersized. Three technique from Pitt. Some production, but nowhere close to warrant any of the stupid Aaron Donald comps um mm-hmm. and it's just like man i if you keep him inside he's not a top 100 prospect because i just don't see a path to being a starter an every down starter in the nfl as he is at present but i will say there's already talk of him being moved to defensive end and could he moonlight as a defensive end on early downs and interior passing downs absolutely other factor is he goes to the one team that has a dominant nose tackle, a nose tackle who demands double teams and eats them up. And you just gave him Kalajah Cansey, who in beaten one-on-ones on the interior is, I mean, no prospect was better suited to take advantage of that. So the fit is really nice. There's a path and a philosophy here that can make that pick Makes sense. Now you need Vita Vea to be healthy. You're also building from the trenches. It's, you know, defensive tackle, offensive tackle, defensive end right off the bat, um, workout warriors. So you like that. It's just kind of an identity in the trenches draft. And I can't hate on that too much. And you know what? Cancy's motor is nice. Like he is always moving the pocket. He plays with really tough leverage He's just on the ground so freaking much, Jake, and his length is absurd. He yeah. has like cornerback length, so it's just it's mm-hmm. a it's a prospect I go back and forth on, and even in the like brightest scenario, I just don't think this was a top twenty pick, and ever is you know.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think you broke it down beautifully. With the fit next to Vitavea, really is ideal. Yeah. Um. And that's, I guess, afforded them the luxury of making this pick. Uh Um. But we'll see. I mean, if he's he's listed at D end on our lads. Yeah. Uh. So who knows exactly what their idea is with him? I'm sure we'll see him line up all over the line. But uh, Cody Mock. I mean, he's got some nastiness to his game. He's a fun watch. Yeah. Um. It was all right. But I mean, really, (laughs) after this, I don't really know what I'm looking at here, man.
1: There's a lot corner, of miss
0: speed in the sixth round.
1: There's a lot of miss blocks for Cody Mock on tape for the FCS level. And I mean, everyone's like, yeah. oh, the senior bully played everywhere they lined him up. Was he all that good anywhere he lined him up though? You know, like he's an interior guy. Mm-hmm. He's a like hope that Ryan Jensen rubs rubs him the right way and he can kind of like become the second coming of Ryan Jensen. He's got very Ryan Jensen y vibes. Um Yaya Diaby is just a workout warrior, a 24-year-old who had a breakout season in his final year. And I don't know, man. These guys, the Joe, Joe Tryon and the Logan Halls, the Yaya Diabis, and if Kalijah is playing on the outside instead of the inside, it's kind of adding up these, like, strength but not much more edges, you know, just like size and strength edges. And you got some workout warrior to you, but not much more than that.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's all kind of projects. I mean, you're really kind of relying on Vita V to just continue being healthy and playing at the level he's playing at. And then just hoping enough of those guys come along eventually. Right. Um, Otherwise here, looking at this team, secondary doesn't get me too excited. It's solid linebacking core um Levante David's still going Shaq Barrett's a beast we all know that Mm -hmm. if Devin White can really round out his game and just be more than you know a speed linebacker and actually be able to diagnose some plays that would help out yeah but offensively man I mean we're are we really rolling with Baker and Kyle Trask here I just can't get behind this I'm sorry
1: yeah I mean and that backfield is Rashad White and Chase Edmonds you know like there's not a ton of support Tight end room rough, though they do draft. Um, Durham Payne, who or Payne Durham, sorry, who gosh, with you see how yeah. some of the other Big Ten tight ends were overdrafted, getting him in the fifth seems like nice value. You've got some pieces on that O line, you do have still have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. It's not they are really set up to like, Hey, Caleb Williams, like we tank, this might be nice, you know? And then they draft Josh mm-hmm. Hayes, the cornerback who played opposite your guys um, burns at Kansas state Trey Palmer burner from Nebraska yep. Jose Ramirez after out of Eastern Michigan was a uh, edge was one of the like draft Twitter darlings. He's a crafty guy. He gets after the quarterback. I like him. It's just, you keep the, top hundred stuff is like really rough, really, really rough.
0: Yeah, man, and it's, it's sorry.
1: No, no. I, and I was going to say the philosophy I don't think is all that clear cut. And I think of all the teams, they undoubtedly got worse this off season.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, For me, the question with this team was just what was wrong with the offense? Cause yeah, obviously they changed offensive coordinators. You've got the two studs at wide receiver. Um, you had Brady last year. You have this decent offensive line. So even you're taking a downgrade at quarterback and you're still really unsure of what your identity is on offense and how it all kind of fits together at this point. So, so right. many question marks there. We already talked about the front seven. There's marks there. The secondary is top heavy, I think is fair to say. Yeah. Uh, and Carlton Davis, Antoine Winfield, and Jamel Dean. Yep. After that, I don't get excited about their depth. So yeah, I think this is definitely a sneaky uh number one overall pick or trading up for number one overall next year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, they definitely didn't answer their most glaring issue. Is there a clear long term plan? It's like, not really, but maybe the long term plan is, <laughs> you know. Um how did they do on premium positions? They addressed a lot of those, honestly. Uh, they went heavy in the trenches and addressed a lot of premium spots. Mm-hmm. Jenga piece. He's
0: thinking folks. Oh man. Is it Vita Bea? Did we did we talk about it initially? I think it top? is.
1: Yeah, I kind of think it is, right? And losing him is something they do too often, and it hurts them, but yeah, I think Vita Vea is it It's kind of their two leaders in the middle. It's Ryan Jensen and Vita Vea, I think. Yeah, how about it, fun. huh? Um yeah, crazy. Um, I'm it's not great. A, it's a like d at best, I think.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty low on this C minus if I'm being generous, but I'm probably, yeah, around D plus D. Oh,
1: he's not a generous guy. Spoiler alert. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Love that for us. Let's get into this 2024 class. But first, let me tell you about the homies at breckbrew.com and their beer locator. Breckenridge Brewery has been with us for the longest time man they are true homies um it's really strawberry sky season and you love when it's strawberry sky season um you know that avalanche ale that we have on the buff set always looking at me just a beautiful amber ale nice rich flavor for you not found, finding those Amber Ales anymore, man. Uh, Breck, they're the only ones who are sticking with it. Have you covered? Check them out. I'm always a logger guy, of course. Mile High City Logger is a banger. And uh, yeah, they're just the homies, man. It's crushable. It's delicious. They take care of us and they will take care of you and quench your thirst for delicious beer this summer made with 100% renewable energy check out the old beer locator at breckbrew.com to find a breck abs ale a lager or a strawberry sky near you check them out and tell them we sent you
0: while you're crushing breck brew stream some fubo tv over 140 Woo! plus live channels of sports Shows, movies, and news. You can stream from any device. Your phone, laptop, TV, smart TV. You can start watching immediately with a seven-day free trial. No contract, no cable, no hassle. You got uh, 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. Watch the Nuggets as they go on their NBA finals run on Altitude and ABC with FuboTV. Go to FuboTV.com slash DMVR, and you can sign up now for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro again, FuboTV.com slash DNVR. So,
1: of these teams we just talked about, what's the fantasy offense you're buying into? Falcons, Saints. Mm. I don't think it's the Bucks, so we can eliminate the Bucks. No, Panthers are kind of sneaky. New Orleans yeah. has a lot of pieces and the conductor of the orchestra you trust the most. And then Atlanta, I mean, Atlanta has some blue chippers all over the place that you might be tempted to draft high. Artie Smith has kept that offense productive, but do we believe?
0: I think it's a mix between New Orleans and Tampa. I mean, New Orleans has like this, the higher floor, whereas I feel like Atlanta's got the higher ceiling um Bajan, of course being probably the crown jewel there and then you go London then Pitts and then you know probably fill in from there Olave Michael Thomas Kamara so
1: I think I'm leaning New Orleans god I really got to watch some Keandre Miller tape now okay um but man we talked about some teams uh poised to be in great position for the 2024 class And, I mean, we've been talking about this for a minute, man. The 2024 class is really intriguing. It's led by Caleb Williams, obviously a guy who, it's crazy to say, but reminds you of Patrick Mahomes when you put on the tape. Mm -hmm. Just his style, his aesthetic, even looks a smidge like him, you know, in uniform, and that cannon, man, that cannon from awkward positions, that Houdini-like ability – to kind of create stuff out of nothing. Caleb Williams is it, man. Um, we'll have to see a, another big year, right? Because that's how it works with quarterbacks. They don't get the young Clowney, Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa benefit of the doubt when they get injured or have an off final year. They will be held to the highest of standards. You got to see it again from yeah. Caleb Williams and the expectations will be as high as they've ever been, but man, he's just like, and uh, it's it's special. not as it's not as clean, but the traits tick really special, man. Like really, really special, mm-hmm. and you just don't see guys like this a yeah. year
0: out. Yeah, he's incredibly special. Um, it's just so fun to watch too. You're always kind of holding your breath, waiting to see what he does next. Um, To your point, I mean, remember when Trevor Lawrence was kind of anointed, um, you know, way early in his career, but he had that good sophomore season, too. And then that junior season came his third year and it was, you know, a little bit of a downturn and the criticism came in like crazy. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Caleb just gets some of that naturally coming off the Heisman Trophy season where he was undoubtedly the best player in college football. Um, It's a tough thing to do back to back. That's why there's only been one person that's ever won the Heisman trophy back to back. So it's, um, he's got uh, quite the measuring stick to live up to this year.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. And because his tools tick up so much, if he really works on his game and improves things, some of it is reigning that in or honing that. So people might even be critical of that. Right. Like, he got conservative exactly. this year, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, <laughs> but he, he's special, man. And you're going to get to watch him in a home game this season at Folsom, right? Yeah. It's so it to be crazy. Yeah, that's four. a jump First on 12 game, jump on game time. Get in on that now. Shadur against Caleb Williams is high key, a really phenomenal matchup of future NFL quarterbacks. No mm-hmm. doubt about that. I'm not going to get into Shadur in this episode, though, Jake. So don't worry um the other like we can save shador we have
0: plenty of time (laughs) on this show the
1: other special pro there i think there's three the other special true blue chip prospect is marvin harrison jr um who just like Mm kind of burst on the scene two years ago when jackson smith and jigba goes down is that right like He has one game where he really went off two years ago. I forget what that was. Then this year just took over, man. Like Took it to every single high-profile cornerback he was matched up against. Um, He has his father's savviness in route running, but he has some freaky adjustment to the ball ability. He has some insane hands. And unlike his father... He's 6'4". He is built really well. I think this is one of the best wide receiver prospects we've had come out this side of like Larry Fitzgerald. And we've had some really good wide receiver prospects. He's just another tier. He is just special, but also safe. He is as clean a prospect as I've seen in many, many years.
0: Yeah, man. It's it's hard to really. I mean, you're putting him up there with Jamar Chase, yeah, um, Jerry Judy when he was coming out, oh. uh, Devontae Smith, and I think he's easily clearing all of them in terms of a prospect. Right. It's pretty insane, actually.
1: No, it's wild. That combination of size adjustment, he's got the speed, he separates really easily. Um, and just the hands and ability to make spectacular catches is insane. And then Brock Bowers, who's kind of the Brian Burcy of offense, like short of Brian Bercy. I can't remember many guys that as a freshman come into college football at 18. And it's just like, Oh, Holy shit. Like he's already <laughs> one of the best in college football, like one of the best in the game right off the bat. That's Georgia tight end Brock Bowers. I mean, how do you
0: describe him? Jake? I a freak of nature. I remember he had a touchdown. I can't remember who it was against last year where he just caught the ball on like a a slant in the open field and just straight ran 75, 70 yards to the house. And he was the fastest player on the field. He was pulling away from the secondary. It was, it's insane. Um, It's nuts. He, he's better than Kyle Pitts, right? As a prospect at this point, he's more complete
1: cal pits was just yeah. a big wide receiver right like he's a legit tight end pretty much he maybe is less of a mismatch than cal Pitts, but mm. is like more savvy right like he gets he does a yeah. better job getting open than cal pits he more consistently gets open is that fair to say
0: I think so. And he's much more physical in terms of his after the catch, like just throwing people off of him, jumping over people. It's insane.
1: Like he's already getting Travis Kelsey comps, but he's just different. And I mean, legit in my lifetime, like no top tight end prospect has kind of worked out or lived up to the hype. I'm not talking like first round Mm -hmm. tight. I'm not talking like OJ Howard. I'm talking like guys who went top 10 shocky, Shockey didn't go that high. Ken Winslow Jr. Kyle Pitts is another example. Um, like the truly... Robinson. Right. Like the truly great tight ends of my lifetime were guys like Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, late draft picks or are undrafted. Rob Gronkowski, right. who's injured, second rounder. They are not those high-end tier guys. Rock yep. Bowers is just... Different. Jimmy Graham. Right, right, exactly. Yep. Jimmy Graham. I think Brock Bowers will actually be that guy, like that guy in my lifetime who checks off all those boxes, who's a a stud in college and comes into the NFL and is just like a game changer. He's that good at he's lining up and getting open.
0: He's going to be such an interesting case. A year from now, because I mean, obviously you can hear what we're saying about him and just put on the tape like he does all this stuff and he's going to probably have another dominant season and then he's going to go through this process. And then all you're going to hear is, yeah, well, Hawkinson already got traded. Ebron never really worked out for the Lions either. Like Kyle Pitts hasn't done anything for the right. Falcons, but it's like this is truly the best prospect at the position we've seen in forever.
1: He's that good, man. He's that crazy. So it's that kind of class led by these three blue chippers on offense that make it really stand out and make it really intriguing at the top of the class. I don't know that. I feel like there's a ton of depth. Obviously it's very early, but like on the defensive side, it seems like an offensive heavy and skill position, heavy draft, Lots of people are going to talk about Drake May. He's got a really nice, crisp arm, throwing it vertically, moves around well, stands well in the pocket, got some dog to him, just in the way he can stand around and uh, stand back there and make plays. Michael Penix Jr. is going to be a really interesting evaluation. Um, you know, a guy like Jared Verse, I think is one of the first NIL guys to stay back at FSU. Mm-hmm. He had double-digit sacks. I think he's a first rounder. Um, he's certainly in the mix, at least. He, like, Kalijah Kansi going top 20. I think he he was in the mix to go at that range. He comes back, could have a massive season in the ACC. Um, JT Tuamalu, the edge out of Ohio State, insane upside. He had some games where he looked like the next guy, um, and Michael Hall, their defensive tackle out of Ohio State. Same thing. He had some games where he looked like he was that guy. Um, and then on the O line, Joe Walt from Notre Dame, their left tackle, and Olayuma Fashanu, the left tackle at Penn State, both have the tools to be like franchise dudes at the um, um. Uh, protecting the blind spot. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll throw in another Ohio State guy in Emeka Um, He kind of tore it up last year at wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, there's a few wide receivers we really need to watch out for. Um, Romo Dunze at Washington. Mm. And then uh, Dorian Singer, the uh, former Arizona wide receiver, plays at USC now. Xavier yep. Worthy at Texas. Dude, yes. Um, yeah. Lots of
1: Xavier Worthy buzz. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. I mean, running back's going to be fun. You have Braylon Allen at Wisconsin. You've got Raheem Sanders at Arkansas. Uh, Will Shipley's going to be a really interesting eval out of Clemson. He's kind of an H-back mm-hmm. running back uh, type. But yeah, I find myself talking about a lot of offensive guys. A lot, a lot, a lot of yep. offensive guys.
0: Travion Henderson coming back healthy at Ohio state. You've got the Michigan duo at running back too.
1: Right. Blake Um, Corum's coming back and don't forget JJ McCarthy who uh, had a stellar season last year runs it really well has the frame though. He needs to fill out a little more. We've seen him on the vertical passing game. It's just the tight window throws with JJ. Can he take his game to that next level and get those tight window throws to his little brother is lit at maryland sometimes you know he's gonna be a fun evaluation mm-hmm. spencer rattler was coming on towards the end of the season at south carolina you know the jerk fully healthy phil jerkovich at, at bc so quarterback's gonna have DJ U. Teams. yep yep dj ugalele um cam rising's intriguing yeah you've got a lot of dudes um anyone were forgetting that you'd be like kicking yourself if we end the pod and it's like, oh shit, I didn't mention Travis Hunter.
0: Um, <laughs> no, he'll get there. But uh, Jeremiah Trotter Jr., the linebacker at Clemson as well.
1: Legacy guy. Um, the name says it yeah. all. And he actually plays the position Pops played. Right? Yeah. So he's many dog, of these too. guys. Yes. He's, He's like one of the Bosa brothers, like they play what pops played. He's not like Shadour playing quarterback or, you know, Joey Porter Jr. Playing corner like, you know, there's plenty (laughs) of guys who, oh, man, we're we're seeing them, but they're a different position or like even Marvin Harrison Jr. Yes, they're both wide receivers. They're such opposite types of wide receivers. I almost don't consider them the same. I know. Um, yeah, so yeah, crazy. man, it's a fun class. There's a lot of names you're going to recognize, whether it's because of the, uh, the bloodlines or the fact that they're, uh, you, you've heard their names for a few years now. And there's a lot of offensive talent to get excited about. We're just in flow end up transferring. Do you remember? I think
0: he went to Arizona, I believe.
1: Ah, uh, that does sound right. Yeah. Yep. And then Eric Gilbert, who transferred from Georgia to Nebraska, another name
0: to keep an eye out. Right. Uh, Tight end. Yes, sir.
1: Yep. Well, Jake, uh, I think we emptied the clip on that one. That was a fun one. Loving the format of unpacking these draft classes this way. Can't wait to do more 24 talk. Now I'm really hyped about that. Um, You know, I might even suggest doing a fantasy dynasty draft special where we get to unpack the it. 23 class, but in a different way. So we're going to have a that ton of fun this off season. Exactly. We are going to have a blast as we always do. Jakester. Thank you for doing that. Shout out to Jay Mike and all the great work he does at DMVR Rams. Check him out. He'll be back with us next week. As always, check out what Jake's doing on DMVR buff. Some amazing stuff every single week. And uh, yeah, check out DMVR Bets. I'm always hopping on Buffs, Broncos, TDSP, what have you. We've always got some intriguing things cooking here at DMVR. Stay tuned to the full network. Go Nuggets, baby. Can't wait for football to be back. Later.